Story number four of Aunt Joe's Scrap Bag, Volume Six. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Gloria Begaman. Aunt Joe's Scrap Bag, Volume Six by louisa may alcott story number four morning glories what's that and daisy sat up in her little bed to listen for she had never heard a sound like it before it was very early and the house was still the sun was just rising and the morning glories at the window were turning their blue and purple cups to catch the welcome light the sky was full of rosy clouds dew shone like diamonds on the waving grass and the birds were singing as they only sing at dawn but softer sweeter than any bird voice was the delicate music which daisy heard so airy and gay was the sound it seemed impossible to lie still with that fairy dancing tune echoing through the room out of bed scrambled daisy her sleepy eyes opening wider and wider with surprise and pleasure as she listened and wondered where is it she said popping her head out of the window the morning glories only danced lightly on their stems the robins chirped shrilly in the garden below and the wind gave daisy a kiss but none of them answered her and still the lovely music sounded close beside her it's a new kind of bird perhaps or maybe it's a fairy hidden somewhere oh if it is how splendid it will be cried daisy and she began to look carefully in all the colored cups under the leaves of the woodbine and in the wren's nest close by there was neither fairy nor bird to be seen and daisy stood wondering when a voice cried out from below why little nightcap what brings you out of your bed so early oh aunt wee do you hear it that pretty music playing somewhere near i can't find it but i think it's a fairy don't you said daisy looking down at the young lady standing in the garden with her hands full of roses aunt wee listened smiled and shook her head don't you remember you said last night that you thought the world a very stupid grown-up place because there were no giants and fairies in it now well perhaps there are fairies and they are going to show themselves to you if you watch well daisy clapped her hands and danced about on her little bare feet for of all things in the world she most wanted to see a fairy what must i do to find them aunt wee she cried popping out her head again with her cap half off and her curly hair blowing in the wind why you see they frolic all night and go to sleep at dawn 
so we must get up very early if we want to catch the elves awake they are such delicate fly-away little things and we are so big and clumsy we shall have to look carefully and perhaps hunt a long time before we find even one replied aunt wee very gravely mamma says i'm quick at finding things and you know all about fairies so i guess we'll catch one can't we begin now it's very early and this music has waked me up so i don't want to sleep any more will you begin to hunt now but you don't like to get up early or to walk in the fields and if we mean to catch a fairy we must be up and out by sunrise every fair morning till we get one can you do this lazy daisy and aunt wee smiled to herself as if something pleased her very much oh i will truly get up and not fret a bit if you'll only help me look please come now to dress me and see if you can find what makes the music daisy was very much in earnest and in such a hurry to be off that she could hardly stand still to have her hair brushed and thought there were a great many unnecessary buttons and strings on her clothes that day usually she lay late got up slowly and fretted at everything as little girls are apt to do when they have had too much sleep she wasn't a rosy stout daisy but had been ill and had fallen into a way of thinking she couldn't do anything but lie about reading fairy tales and being petted by everyone mamma and papa had tried all sorts of things to amuse and do her good for she was their only daughter and they loved her very dearly but nothing pleased her long and she lounged about pale and fretful till aunt laura came daisy called her wee when she was a baby and couldn't talk plainly and she still used the name because it suited the cheery little aunt so well i don't see anything and the music has stopped i think some elf just came to wake you up and then flew away so we won't waste any more time in looking here said wee as she finished dressing daisy who flew about like a will-o'-the-wisp all the while do you think it will come again to-morrow asked daisy anxiously i dare say you'll hear it if you wake in time now get your hat and we will see what we can find down by the brook i saw a great many fireflies there last night and fancy there was a ball so we may find some drowsy elf among the buttercups and clover away rushed daisy for her hat and soon was walking gaily down the green lane looking about her as if she had never been there before for everything seemed wonderfully fresh and lovely how pink the clouds are and how the dew twinkles in the grass i never saw it so before she said because by the time you are up the pretty pink clouds are gone and the thirsty grass has drank the dew or the sun has drawn it up to fall again at night for the flowers evening bath replied we 
watching the soft color that began to touch daisy's pale cheeks i think we'd better look under that cobweb spread like a tent over the white clovers a fairy would be very likely to creep in there and sleep daisy knelt down and peeped carefully but all she saw was a little brown spider who looked very much surprised to see visitors so early i don't like spiders said daisy much disappointed there are things about spiders as interesting to hear as fairy tales said we this is mrs epira diadema and she is a respectable industrious little neighbor she spreads her tent but sits under a leaf nearby waiting for her breakfast she wraps her eggs in a soft silken bag and hides them in some safe chink where they lie still till spring the eggs are prettily carved and ornamented and so hard that the baby spiders have to force their way out by biting the shell open and poking their little heads through the mother dies as soon as her eggs are safely placed and the spiderlings have to take care of themselves how do you know about it aunt wee you talk as if mrs epira or whatever her name is had told you herself did she asked daisy feeling more interested in the brown spider no i read it in a book and saw pictures of the eggs web and family i had a live one in a bottle and she spun silken ladders all up and down and a little room to sleep in she ate worms and bugs and was very amiable and interesting till she fell ill and died i should like to see the book and have a spider bottle so i could take care of the poor little orphans when they are born good-bye ma'am i shall call again for you are most as good as a fairy there in your pretty tent with a white clover for your bed daisy walked on a few steps and then stopped to say what does that bird mean by calling hurry up hurry up he keeps flying before us and looking back as if he wanted to show me something let me hear what he says i may be able to understand him or the bobolink that swings on the alder by the brook we listened a moment while the birds twittered and chirped with all their hearts presently we sang in a tone very like the bobolinks daisy and we come here and see what a dainty feast is spread down in the grass where fairies pass here are berries ripe and red all wet with dew they wait for you come hither and eat your fill while i gaily sing in my airy swing and the sun climbs up the hill did he really say that cried daisy watching the bobolink who sat swaying up and down on the green bough and nodding his white-capped head at her in the most friendly manner 
perhaps i didn't translate it rightly for it is very hard to put bird notes into our language because we haven't words soft and sweet enough but i really think there are berries over there and we will see if what he says is true said we over the wall they went and there on a sunny bank found a bed of the reddest ripest berries ever seen thank you thank you for telling me to hurry up and showing me such a splendid feast said daisy with her mouth full as she nodded back at the birds these are so much sweeter than those we buy i'd carry some home to mamma if i only had a basket you can pick this great leaf full while i make you a basket said we daisy soon filled the leaf and then sat watching her aunt plate a pretty basket of rushes while she waited she looked about and kept finding something curious or pleasant to interest and amuse her first she saw a tiny rainbow in a dewdrop that hung on a blade of grass then she watched a frisky calf come down to drink on the other side of the brook and laughed to see him scamper away with his tail in the air close by grew a pitcher plant and a yellow butterfly sat on the edge bathing its feet daisy said presently she discovered a little ground bird sitting on her nest and peeping anxiously as if undecided whether to fly away or trust her i won't hurt you little mother don't be afraid whispered the child and as if it understood the bird settled down on her nest with a comfortable chirp while its mate hopped up to give her a nice plump worm for breakfast i love birds tell me something about them aunt wee you must know many things for they like you and come when you call once upon a time began wee while her fingers flew and the pretty basket grew there was a great snowstorm and all the country was covered with a thick white quilt it froze a little so one could walk over it and i went out for a run oh so cold it was with a sharp wind and no sun or anything green to make it pleasant i went far away over the fields and sat down to rest while i sat there a little bird came by and stopped to rest also how do you do said i chickadee dee said he a cold day said i chickadee dee said he aren't you afraid of starving now the ground is covered and the trees are bare chickadee dee ma'am chickadee dee answered the bird in the same cheerful tone and it sounded as if he said i shall be cared for i'm not afraid what will you eat there's nothing here or for miles round i really think you'll starve birdie said i then he laughed and gave me a merry look as he lit on a tall dry weed near by 
he shook it hard with his little bill when down fell a shower of seeds and there was dinner already on a snow-white cloth all the while he ate he kept looking up at me with his quick bright eyes and when he had done he said as plainly as a bird could say it cold winds may blow and snows may fall but well we know god cares for all i like that little story and shall always think of it when i hear the chickadee dee daisy sat a moment with a thoughtful look in her eyes then she said slowly as if sorry for the words it isn't a stupid grown-up world it's a very pleasant young world and i like it a great deal better this morning than i did last night i'm glad of that and even if we don't find our fairy to-day you will have found some sunshine daisy and that is almost as good now put in the berries and we'll go on how they hunted they climbed trees to peep into squirrel holes and birds nests they chased bees and butterflies to ask for news of the elves they waited in the brook hoping to catch a water sprite they ran after thistledown fancying a fairy may be astride they searched the flowers and ferns questioned sun and wind listened to robin and thrush but no one could tell them anything of the little people though all had gay and charming bits of news about themselves and daisy thought the world got younger and happier every minute when they came in to breakfast papa and mamma looked at daisy and then nodded with a smile at aunt wee for though daisy's frock was soiled her boots wet and her hair tumbled her cheeks were rosy eyes bright and voice so cheerful that they thought it better music than any in the summer world without hunting fairies is a pleasant play isn't it daisy said papa as he tasted the berries and admired the green basket oh yes and we are going again to-morrow aunt wee says we must try seven days at least i like it and mean to keep on till i really find my fairy i think you will find something better than little vanishers dear said mamma filling up the bowl of bread and milk which daisy was fast emptying for she certainly had found an appetite there it is again cried daisy flying out of bed the next morning still earlier than the day before yes there it was the fairy music as blithe and sweet as ever and the morning glories rung their delicate bells as if keeping time daisy felt rather sleepy but remembered her promise to aunt wee and splashed into her tub singing the bobolink song as she bathed where shall we go to-day she asked as they went out into the garden i think we'd better try a new place so we'll go to the farmyard and while we feed the hens i'll listen to their chat and perhaps can learn something from it replied wee soberly 
do hens know about fairies i thought they were very dull things and didn't care for anything but eating corn and laying eggs said daisy surprised oh dear no they are very sensible creatures and see a deal of the world in their daily walks hunting for insects gives them an excellent chance to see fairies if there are any here is some corn for the biddies and after we have fed them we will look for eggs and so may find a brownie or two such a clatter as there was when they came to the barnyard for everything was just awake and in the best spirits ducks were paddling off to the pond geese to the meadow and meek gray guinea hens tripping away to hunt bugs in the garden a splendid cock stood on the wall and crowed so loud and clear that all the neighboring chanticleers replied the motherly hens clucked and scratched with their busy broods about them or sat and scolded in the coops because the chicks would gad abroad doves cooed on the sunny roof and smoothed their gleaming feathers daisy's donkey nibbled a thistle by the wall and a stately peacock marched before the door with all his plumage spread it made daisy laugh to see the airs the fowls put on as she scattered corn and threw meal and water to the chicks some pushed and gobbled some stood meekly outside the crowd and got what they could others seized a mouthful and ran away to eat it in a corner the chicks got into the pan entirely and tumbled one over the other in their hurry to eat but the mammas saw that none went hungry and the polite cock waited upon them in the most gentlemanly manner making queer little clucks and gurgles as if he said allow me madame to offer you this kernel or here my dear try that bit and sometimes he pecked a little with a loud quaver evidently saying come come children behave yourselves and don't eat like pigs what is she saying asked daisy pointing to an old gray hen in a black turban who was walking about alone muttering to herself as hens often do in their promenades she says a cat has made a nest and hatched three kits up on the loft near her own nest and she doesn't like it because their mewing annoys her said we after listening a minute how nice let's go and find them but do you learn anything about the fairies from the hen's chat no they have been so busy setting they have had no time for picnics yet but they will let us know if they discover any in the barn the cows were being milked and daisy had a mugful of it warm and sweet out of the foaming pail we'll take some to mrs purr 
for i dare say she doesn't like to leave the kits long and will enjoy a sip of something comfortable said we as daisy climbed the ladder and went rustling over the hay to a corner whence came a joyful mew what a charming sight it was to be sure a snow-white cat lying in a cosy nest and by her three snow-white kits wagging their very small gray tails there never was anything so lovely cried daisy as she sat with the three downy balls in her lap while the mamma gratefully lapped the new milk from aunt wee's cup are they better than fairies almost for i know about pussies and can cuddle them but i couldn't a fairy you know and they might be afraid of me these dears are not afraid and i shall have such fun with them as they grow up what shall we name them auntie snowball pat paw and wagtail would do i think said we stroking the cat who rubbed against her purring very loud yes i like those names for my pets but what is mrs purr saying with her mouth up to your ear asked daisy who firmly believed that aunt wee knew everything she tells me that when she went on a grasshopper hunt the other day as she ran through the meadows she saw some lovely creatures all in blue with gauze wings flying about over the river and sitting in the water lilies she thinks they may be fairies and advises us to go and look so we will to-morrow said daisy ask her please if i may take the kits into the house if i'll be very careful and give them a nice big bed to sleep in she says you may but she must go too else the kits will cry said we after listening to pussy's purr a minute much pleased with her new pets daisy took them in her apron and followed by their confiding mamma marched to the house and established them in the old cradle which used to be hers pussy got in also and when they were settled on a soft cushion daisy rocked them gently to and fro at first mrs purr opened her yellow eyes and looked rather anxious but as nothing uncomfortable happened she composed herself and soon quite liked the motion for she fell asleep and made a pretty picture as she lay with her downy white babies on her downy white breast when the sun rose next morning he saw daisy and wee floating down the river in their boat bless me here's company said the son and began at once to make them welcome in his most charming manner he set the waves to sparkling with a sudden shimmer he shot long rays of light through the dark hemlocks till they looked like fairy trees he touched daisy's hair and it turned to gold he chased away the shadows that lurked among the hills he drew up the misty curtain that hovered over the river 
and with the warmth of his kisses waked the sleeping lilies. Look, look, Aunt Wee! How they open one by one as the light shines on them. We shan't have to wait any longer, for they get up with the sun as you do. As she spoke, Daisy caught a half-open lily and drew it up, fragrant and dripping, fresh from its sleep. They look like a fleet of fairy ships anchored in this quiet harbor, with sails half-furled and crews asleep. See the little sailors in their yellow jackets, lifting up their heads as the wind blows its whistle, like a boatswain to pipe all hands. Daisy laughed at Aunt Wee's fancy and stirred up the crew of the water sprite as she called her flower till the white sails were all set and it was ready for a summer voyage. It is time we saw the fairies in blue, unless old Madame Purr deceived us. I hope we shall find one, for, though I enjoy everything we see, I do want my elf, too. What is that? cried we, and Daisy flew up so quickly that the boat rocked like a cradle. A slender creature in a blue dress with gauzy wings darted by and vanished among the rushes that nodded by the bank. Go nearer, softly, softly, and maybe it will fly out again. I really think it was a fairy, for I never saw anything like it before, whispered Daisy, much excited. We rode in among the green rushes and purple water weeds, and out flew half a dozen of the blue-bodied creatures. They didn't seem afraid, but skimmed about the boat as if curious to see what it was and Daisy sat and stared with all her might. Presently, one of the lovely things lit on the lily in her hand, and she held her breath to watch it. A little shadow of disappointment passed over her face as she looked, but it was gone at once, and her voice was full of delight as she said softly, It's not a fairy, Aunt Wee but it is very beautiful with its slender blue body its lacy wings and bright eyes what name does it have we call it a dragonfly and it could tell you a pretty little story about itself could you understand it in may the tiny eggs are dropped on the water and sink to the bottom where little creatures are born ugly brown things with six legs and no wings they feed on water insects and for a long time swim about in this state when ready they climb up the stem of some plant and sit in the sun till the ugly brown shells drop away and the lovely winged creatures appear they grow in an hour to be perfect dragonflies and float away to lead happy lives in the sunshine by the river as if only waiting till the story was done 
the dragonfly flew off with a whirr and darted to and fro hunting for its breakfast glittering splendidly as it flashed among the leaves or darted close above the water daisy forgot her disappointment in a minute and went fishing for lilies while the turtles came up to sun themselves on the rocks the merry little tadpoles wiggled in the shallow places and a wild duck paddled by with a brood of ducklings following in her wake oh dear it rains and we can't go fairy hunting at all said daisy next morning as the patter on the window-pane woke her up and aunt wee came in to dress her yes we can dear jump up and see what a funny place i'll take you to daisy thought the rain would be a capital excuse for lying in bed for she still liked to cuddle and drowse in her cosy warm nest but she was curious to know where the curious place was so she got up and followed why aunt wee this is the garret and there isn't anything nice or funny here she said as they climbed the stairs and came into the big attic filled with all manner of old things isn't there we'll soon see and so they did for aunt wee began to play and presently daisy was shouting with fun as she sat on an old saddle with a hair-covered trunk for a horse a big old-fashioned bonnet on her head and a red silk petticoat for a habit then they went to sea in a great chest and got wrecked on a desert island where they built a fort with boxes and bags hunted bears with rusty guns and had to eat dried berries herbs and nuts for no other food could be found aunt wee got an old fiddle and had a dancing school where daisy capered till she was tired so they rummaged out some dusty books and looked at pictures so quietly that a little mouse came out of a drawer and peeped about thinking no one was there let's find the nest since we don't find any fairy said we and opening the drawer she turned over the things till she came to a pair of old velvet shoes and there in the toe of one nicely cuddled under a bit of flannel lay four pink mites which woke up and stretched their tiny legs and squeaked such small squeaks one could hardly hear them how cunning they are i wish they would let me put them with the kits and have a nursery full of babies wouldn't it be nice to see them all grow up said daisy i'm afraid they wouldn't grow up if mrs purr lived with them began we but got no further for just then the cat bounced into the drawer and ate up the mouselings in four mouthfuls daisy screamed the mother mouse gave a doleful squeak and ran into a hole and aunt wee tried to save the little ones but it was too late purr had got her breakfast and sat washing her face after it as if she had enjoyed it never mind daisy 
she would have caught them by and by and it's as well to have them taken care of before they do any harm there is the bell don't cry but come and tell papa what a fine romp we've had it doesn't rain but it's dreadfully wet so we'll go to the dairy and see if any sprites are hiding there said we next day and to the dairy they went a pleasant place it was so clean and cool and as full of sweet odors as if the ghosts of buttercups and clover still haunted the milk which they had helped to make dolly was churning and polly was making up butter in nice little pats both were very kind and let daisy peep everywhere all round on white shelves stood the shining pans full of milk the stone floor was wet and a stream of water ran along a narrow bed through the room and in it stood jars of butter pots of cream and cans of milk the window was open and hop vines shook their green bells before it the birds sang outside and maids sang inside as the churn and the wooden spatters kept time brindle and bess white star and jess come butter come eat cowslips fine red columbine come butter come grasses green and tall clover best of all come butter come and give every night milk sweet and white come butter come make the churn go see the lumps grow come butter come daisy sang also and turned the handle till she was tired then she helped polly with the butter and made four little pats one stamped with a star for papa one with a rose for mamma a strawberry for aunt wee and a cow for herself she skimmed a pitcher of cream with a shallow shell and liked the work so much she asked to have a little pan of milk put by for her to take care of every day dolly promised and gave her a small shell and a low shelf all to herself when she went in she carried her pretty pats in one hand the cream pot in the other and entered the breakfast room looking as brisk and rosy as a little milkmaid it was a lovely morning when daisy was next roused by the fairy music and the ponies were standing at the door are we going far she asked as we put on her riding skirt and tied back her hair up to the mountain top it's only a mile and we shall have time if we ride fast answered we away they went through the green lane over the bridge and up the steep hillside where the sheep fed and colts frisked as they passed by higher and higher climbed dandy and prance the ponies and gayer and gayer grew daisy and wee as the fresh air blew over them and the morning red glowed on their faces when they reached the top they sat on a tall stone and looked down into the valley on either side this seems like a place to find giants not fairies 
it is so high and big and splendid up here said daisy as her eye roamed over river forest town and hill there are giants here and i brought you up to see them answered we mercy me where are they cried daisy looking very curious and rather frightened there is one of them and we pointed to the waterfall that went dashing and foaming down into the valley that giant turns the wheels of all the mills you see some of them grind grain for our bread some helped to spin cloth for our clothes some make paper and others saw trees into boards that is a beautiful and busy giant daisy so it is and some day we'll go and see it work show me the others i like your giants most as well as those in the fairy books on this side you'll see another called steam he is a very strong fellow for with the help of gunpowder he will break the granite mountain in pieces and carry it away he works in the other mills and takes heavy loads of stone cloth paper and wood all over the country then on the right of us is a third giant called electricity he runs along these wires and carries messages from one end of the world to the other he goes under the sea and through the air he brings news to everyone runs day and night yet never tires and often helps sick people with his lively magic i like him best i think for he is more like a real wonderful giant is there any on that side of us asked daisy turning round to look behind her yes the best and most powerful of all lives in that big house with the bell on the roof said we smiling why that's only the schoolhouse education is a long word dear but you know what it means and as you grow older you will see what wonders it can work it is a noble giant for in this country rich and poor are helped by it and no one needs suffer for it unless they choose it works more wonders than any other it changes little children into wise good men and women who rule the world and makes happy homes everywhere it helps write books sing songs paint pictures do good deeds and beautify the world love and respect it my little daisy and be glad that you live now when such giants lend a hand to dwarfs like us daisy sat still a long time looking all about her on the mountain top and when she rode away she carried a new thought in her mind which she never forgot this is the last day of the seven and no fairies have been found do you think i ever shall see one said daisy on the sunday morning that ended her week's hunt not the kind you think of for there are none such daisy but you have found two better and more beautiful ones 
than any fanciful sprites said we have i where are they what are their names aunt wee drew her to the glass and said as she pointed to daisy's face here they are and their names are health and happiness there are many ways of losing them and they are hard to catch when once lost i wanted you to keep both and tried to show you how a happy healthful hour in the morning sweetens and brightens the whole day and there is no fairy book half so wonderful as the lovely world all about us if we only know how to read it then all these mornings we were hunting after health and happiness instead of fairies were we yes haven't you enjoyed it and don't you think you have caught my fairies daisy looked from a little picture of herself which we had drawn some time ago to her image in the glass one was dull and sad pale and cross the other rosy gay and smiling the likeness of a happy hearty little girl wide awake and in good tune she understood the kind joke and turning kissed aunt wee as she said gratefully i think i have caught your elves and i'll try to keep them all my life but tell me one thing was the music that woke me all a joke too no dear here it is and now it is your own for you have learned to wake and listen to it daisy looked and saw aunt wee lean from the window and take out of a hollow nook in the old tree close by a little box she set it on the table touched a spring and the airy music sounded more beautiful than ever is it mine all mine cried daisy yes i hid it while i tried my little plan and now you shall have it for your own see here is the best elf i can give you and she will dance whenever you call her we pushed a golden pin and up sprang a tiny figure all crimson and gold with shining wings and a garland on its dainty head softly played the hidden music and airily danced the little sylph till the silvery chime died away then folding her delicate arms she sank from sight leaving daisy breathless with delight end of story number four